0: Classified. You see, my identity must remain mysterious and my mission secret.
1: If I told you that, I'm afraid I'd have to kill you.
0: I'd like to see you try. I can explain. TMI. TMI, my friends.
1: And here with our latest edition of TMI, this morning's interest, that is, Rafael Rashid, good morning. Good morning. And we're going to talk about car driving by the elderly today after a recent tragedy. It was actually on Buddha's birthday that uh, someone was hit fatally by a car driven by an elderly man. Um, and it resparked sparked the debate about whether or not elderly people should be allowed to drive. I, I really don't want to sound or come across in any way today as ageist, Raphael, but th- there has to be, I guess, a point where people are continually evaluated. Yeah, and I think uh, that the government is looking
0: into these kind of uh, issues at the moment. Um,
1: We're not the only country, are we? In in the UK, it's been quite an issue recently with uh, a certain very prominent husband of the Queen.
0: Yeah, he crashed his car into another car and broke the wrist of a passenger. Um, And this resulted in many people asking whether or not he should be on the roads at such an old age. This is Prince Philip
1: we're referring to, who's in his late 90s. Correct. Um, back to Korea, what, what were the details of the case here? Well, um, you had
0: a group of uh, 13 people who went to the Tungdo Temple in South uh, Gyeongsang Province on the day of Buddha's birthday on uh, May 12th, the other day. Uh, the visitors were resting on the side of the road near the temple when a car driven by a 75 year old man suddenly hit the visitors. Um, one person was killed and the other 12 were taken to hospital with severe injuries. The driver reportedly told police that he appeared to have stepped on the wrong pedal, hitting the accelerator by accident. Um, pe- police also believe that lack of driving experience might have caused the accident. Yeah, now
1: 75 is not 97. Uh, I'm not for a second either trying to suggest by my next question that that every 75-year-old should be banned from driving. But but what is the situation here about early driving, the the, the law, for example, on that? Um, well,
0: you know, Korea is an aged society, meaning that over 14% of the population is over the age of 65, um, and it is predicted the country will become a super-aged society within the next few years, where over 20% will be over 65. So you're going to inevitably have um a growing number of uh, older people driving, meaning that you know, if the government is to take a- any countermeasures, you know, it's it's going to ha- it won't be easy because uh, you know the population is getting older. Um, and there have been questions about people's livelihoods and uh, human rights uh, with cars, because cars basically give people mobility. Um, so that, you know, they are not stuck at home, for example. Um, So, you know, inevitably, this is going to be a a big debate in this country, I think.
1: Yeah, actually, on the legal side, we'll come back to that in a second, because I know you've got some numbers as well on on traffic accidents. Yeah, um,
0: so official numbers um, reveal that, traffic accidents caused by drivers aged uh, 65 or older are increasing every year, and according to the Korea Road Traffic Authority, such instances have risen from about uh, 17,600 accidents in 2013 to 22,800 in 2014, and approximately 26,700 in 2017. So... The proportion of elderly drivers aged 65 or older um, is 9.5%. But in 2018, 22.3% of all car accident deaths uh, were by drivers in this age group, a number that's increased over the past few years. In particular, uh, traffic accidents caused by drivers aged 75 to 79 um have surged. The, the, these have increased by 14.3% between 2012 and 2017, with deaths rate also rising by 4.4%. So, this has led to many people demanding the government to basically ban driving
1: for elderly drivers. We, we in many cases, would get in a taxi, though, and have a fairly elderly taxi driver in this country.
0: That's true, yeah. I've, I've uh, most of my most of the taxi drivers that I've had are quite uh, elderly. I've actually had one who was, uh, eight, 86 or 87 years old. What, so
1: you asked him, you had a chat with him about it. Or? Yeah, I
0: mean he was t- telling me how he remembered the um, airfield
1: in Shinseul-dong. so not airport, an airfield. Right. Uh, did you feel unsafe at all? Or have you ever felt unsafe at to, the wheel of an elderly
0: driver? To be honest, not really. I mean, I felt unsafe in taxis in general. J- in general, but I don't think it
1: was necessarily down to age. Just but, sp- a speeding driver. But if someone looked visibly seventy-five plus and they were really speeding, would you feel s- more uncomfortable? I think I'd feel uncomfortable either way yeah. because we're speeding. But I'll be honest; I haven't ever really thought about age. Uh, yeah, to be honest. I think the be Definitely part of me, to be perfectly honest, that would be hoping their reaction times are still where they were supposed to be. But like you say, it's uncomfortable if they're speeding whatever age they are. And frankly, brand new drivers, the very young, can be uh, vulnerable to accidents due to inexperience as well. Coming back to the question of what the government is or can do about this. Yeah, so recently the
0: South Korean government uh, has introduced several measures to encourage older people to basically stop driving Uh, several local governments have implemented a system whereby cash or other incentives are offered to those who voluntarily give up their driving license Uh, actually such a system has already been in effect Uh, for example in Japan uh, since 1998 uh, where public transportation cards are provided if an elderly driver voluntarily gives up his driving license but here in Korea Um, According to the Korean National Police Agency, 93.3% of the 12,769 drivers who voluntarily returned their driver's license last year were drivers aged uh, 65 or older. And uh, starting this year, police reduced the frequency of license renewal and aptitude tests for drivers aged 75 or older, from the previous five years down to three years. And at the time of renewal, uh, they are also required to complete two hours of traffic safety education. Um, But under the current law, there is no way to forcibly confiscate a driver's license from someone who has an impairment in their cognitive functions.
1: Well, that's a problem. You want to have that ability, if if it's a known issue, if someone has an impairment in their cognitive functions, to not be able to forcibly confiscate the license sounds like a, a weakness in the system. And frankly, even every three years going through an aptitude test, a lot can happen in three years. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, some
0: argue that there is a need to revamp the system, that, you know, we need a system that limits driving time or even the need to return licenses regardless of age, uh, if the person's reactiveness is deemed to be basically not suitable for driving, um, you know, if, if determined by you know, cognitive tests. Uh, the Korea Road Traffic Authority has since uh, last June also created a so-called silver sticker trial to distinguish older drivers from others so it's a bit bit like the sticker at the back of the car that says baby on board Um, and the National Police Agency said it will conduct a study this month on improving the license system for senior citizens and that the government will review restrictions such as um, night driving, a maximum speed limit and also driving on highways um, for elderly drivers that is and um, I recently uh, saw that the government does plan to increase, for example, the font size of road panels for people to see better from afar.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's got to be within reason. If, if you're at the point where you really can't see the font at all, uh, unless it's huge, then that, that would draw into question whether one should be driving. But there is potentially a grey area there, even on cognitive functions. How do you and when do you make that decision? yeah uh like i said it it's maybe
0: not even down to age uh it, it could be of someone of any age if you can't see the font properly um the panel properly uh if you can't react fast enough um you know this this does not come down purely to age in but, my opinion but
1: the government also needs to be careful with that whatever age and especially as we're talking about the elderly today that it's not discriminating Right, um, I think the government, yeah you're right, needs to be careful
0: uh, if and when strengthening this system as it could lead to uh, the act of infringing on people's right to movement or mobility uh, which in turn would have a negative impact on a person's you know, independence and also psychological uh, well-being um, so if if there is a case of a person with impaired cognitive function, which is perfectly you know, possible, measures should be taken to ensure that they are able to live a normal life every day and yeah. be able to move around. So um, in Japan, actually, people have been returning their licenses, but um, I was reading that sometimes it's difficult to convince them to, to do so, especially um, if there are not enough transportation options, say, if you live in the countryside. Yeah. If if you're in the city, I'm I'm sure it's fine. But, you know, for example, if you have your allotment or farming plot in the countryside, um, or you want to go for a stroll in the forest or the mountain,
1: uh, you know, there might not necessarily be. uh, Well, even if you're living in Seoul, there are a lot of hilly, mountainous areas. That would be yeah, quite no. a problem. If if You might be able to drive perfectly fine, but it might be challenging to walk up the hill. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, once you say get out
0: the bus and you want to go to visit somewhere, it might not be so easy. So, you know, these do need to be taken into consideration. Um,
1: yeah. By the way, yesterday it was interesting when we saw Seoul bus unions and employers reach an agreement before their planned a strike which was supposed to take place yesterday, um, that agreement included extending the retirement age of drivers from the current sixty one years old that 's international age to sixty two in twenty twenty and then sixty three in twenty twenty one still, it seems well inside safe limits. I mean you think about the people you know in your life, Raphael, who are in their sixties <laughs> you wouldn 't question should this person be driving in most cases, would you no i mean
0: <clears throat> Both my parents are now over the age of uh, 60, maybe 65. Yeah, and how would they feel if
1: you said to them, are you sure you should be driving?
0: Are you an elderly driver? You know, I don't consider them elderly drivers yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think when we think of these ages, you've got to put a face on it and yeah. try and think about the people in your life. Uh, yeah, um, I'm grateful that they mm. come
0: collect me from the airport when I go back to the UK. There you go. Well, Rafael
1: Rashid with TMI, thank you very much. Good to have you here as always. Thank you. And... Tomorrow, we're going to have a very special show one day ahead of the May 18th Guangzhou democratization movement. We'll be having a special show to commemorate the anniversary of that occasion. One of our special interview lineups includes... Mr. Kim Yongchang, former US military intelligence officer who was responsible for reporting on the Guangzhou situation to the US during May 1980. You may have already heard his name several times through media reports this week. Tomorrow, you'll get to hear his own testimony in English as he joins us on this morning. Tune in to that at 8am. We'll be on air from 7.05 Inside Korea, your latest news headlines next.